You're listening to the Farmyard Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Farmyard. It's a movement, have you heard? And our Patreon supporters. Episode 53. Well, hello, everyone. This is Linda Borky from Farmyard. And you, my friends, are just one seed away. Well, this is our 53rd episode. And this episode is about a young man from Spokane, Washington, who posted something on one of my Facebook pages, a soil chromatogram. And it interested me so much that I contacted him via a Facebook message and he called me right away and he agreed to do a podcast. Now we did try to do this via a recorded call, but it didn't work and we're not sure if it was on his end or if it was on my end. But what he has done is pre-recorded it. So he recorded it and sent me that link and I am recording his introduction. Such interesting uh, principles. Pay attention. I surely did. Hope you enjoyed it. Now, here's Ryan. Hi guys. We're going to be recording for Farmer Yard episode 53 today. We're going to be talking about Korean natural farming. All right, I've been here. I'm been asked here to be here with us today uh, by Linda um, from Farmer Yard, and she asked me to be here today because I posted something on Facebook that caught her eye that was in the Farmer Yard movement page, and she got really excited about it and wanted me to be here today with us to try to let you guys know what I do and and a little bit about what the post was about and a little bit about my history. Um, So I'm going to start there. I'm going to talk a little bit about myself. Um, I'm about 32 years old. Um, I married very young. So I married when I was 19 years old um, to my wife, Kelly. Uh, We now have four children, um, three girls, one boy that range from the age of 11 all the way to two and a half as our youngest. Um, basically, because I had children young and I was married young, I had to get a job pretty early on and be pretty responsible. And so I've been working as a mechanical uh, designer at a mechanical engineering firm for about 10 years now. Um, basically, I do designing on HVAC, plumbing, and electrical systems in commercial and um, residential buildings. Uh, Been doing that for about 10 years and currently about eight years at the company that I'm at right now. Um, I'm at the oldest engineering firm in the Inland Northwest, so kind of cool. We've done a lot of cool projects around the Inland Northwest that Um, range from all different things, from hospitals to schools to churches, you name it, we've probably done it. Um, But anyways, that's just some of my background from where I went to school and stuff like that and, and, and how I got started kind of being very analytical in my thinking and some of the other aspects that come along with engineering and what you have to do on a daily basis that 
um, formulated kind of how I am today. Um, anyways, uh, one of the things that I realized after I had started engineering and doing that thing is, is that I was very unhealthy. And so I needed to get connected back with uh, nature and with being healthy and growing my own food. And so I started taking some local classes to help me get prepared for that. Um, one of the classes I took was a master composting recycling course in 2013. Um, shortly after the very next year, I took a master gardening class in 2014. And then in 2015, I took my permaculture design course. And all three of those things was just stepping stones to the next one. And it helped me understand a lot about plants and soils and um, healthy organisms and, and a whole sense of agriculture and farming that I had never really been exposed to in my childhood. And so um, since then, since 2015, I've just kind of been teaching on those subjects as well as studying further into some of the subjects that I already was studying. But one of those subjects happens to be biodynamics. Um, I got into biodynamics probably right at the same time I started master composting and it's because I really wanted to perfect composting and I learned that there was this documentary out there called Perfect Compost by Peter Proctor and um, it just kind of shows the biodynamic method of putting together a compost pile and some of the preps that go inside of that pile, some of the inoculants and I got hooked I was basically hooked at that point. I started reading as much as I possibly could about it. I joined the regional group that is meets up here in northern Idaho, eastern Washington, and we do all of the biodynamic uh, practices that there are. Um, we make compost, we make all the preparations together, and then we talk about all the other aspects of biodynamics and things that happen in our life. Um, and then everybody gets a little bit of those preparations and the things that go along with the biodynamics and they get to take those home. It's kind of a, a group thing that we do together and then we get to, you know, uh, equally share all of that, all of those things that we are making. Um, since then, since about 2013, I've been using the biodynamic practices here on our property. Uh, we live in a suburban area. We have about 2,500 square feet of growing space around the house, um, which isn't a whole lot, but we've pretty much maxed it out as much as we can. And we've grown, a lot of it is as much of an edible landscaping as possible. Um, and we prefer perennial edible landscape, something that's going to last a long time. Um, that's just how our landscape has been set up. Um, we really focus on trying to grow a lot of our food for our health, for health reasons, and just so that we have a high quality food that's going into our body and fueling us. Um, and that way we can also, we know the source and we know where it's coming from. Um, that's kind of our, our, our intent behind using some of those practices and why we've learned so much and, and, and where we're going. Um, Basically after that, I've just been 
teaching and I've taught a lot on soils and composting and basic uh, uh, intro to biodynamics and as well as permaculture. I've been teaching a lot of permaculture stuff lately. And that, that has just been really fun getting to know all of the audience that I'm talking to and getting to be able to communicate to a lot more people and be able to experience more because every time that I meet a person, I also get a lot of information and feedback from them. And so that helps me develop my skills and my design intent and, and how I go about that. Um, the cool thing is, is that in 2016, I actually met a really, really good friend, uh, Ken Avery. He was in my master, one of the master composter classes that I was teaching. And I was teaching on, um, I teach on the compost science as well as compost tea. And in those two classes that I was teaching, he, we just sparked up a friendship that has lasted quite a while now. And we started just kind of learning off of each other and bouncing ideas off of each other. One of those ideas was that I had brought up in one of my presentations was this thing called chromatography. It's a qualitative assessment tool that allows you to look at soils, food, or other substances, um, composts and things like that, fertilizers that um, you can look at not, not only the quantitative things, the physical aspects, but a lot of, there's a lot of qualitative aspects that you can learn from it. Um, I started, I kind of talked about it in some of my talks early on, and after me and Ken got going, we ended up deciding that we both wanted to try it. We kind of started a lab at his house, and it went great, and we've, uh, since then, I've got my own lab at my house, too, and we would still continuously do our work on chromatograms and chromatography, and it's just been a cool tool to use while composting and doing all these other techniques because I have some sort of resource to look at and and give a, a formative or a formal kind of like overview of, of, of where the quality lies within those things. Um, it's not very easy to do that. Uh, there's not a lot of a, a lot of practice out there at that. Um, but anyways, me and Ken really picked up the chrome, the chromatography study in 2017, and since then we've both been working on it continuously, and probably will work on it for a long time. That's part of what my post was about: was these uh, chromatogram or chroma images that you see. That they're, they're uh, a circular paper disc that basically um, there's a wick placed at the very center of this paper disc and I put this over a petri of soil solution and the cool thing is is that over time I allow it to sit there for some time and over time it goes and it wicks up the paper wick in the center and then goes across the paper and creates an image that you can use to identify certain things about the about the soil or the food like physical aspects like um, drainage or texture 
and as well as uh, other like chemical properties like nutrient levels and those sorts of things. So they're really handy and they can also be a qualitative guide where they're judging how good something is. If it's, um, if it's in the right, more not if it's good, but more if it's in the right state and in the right form for using in the fields or for using for human consumption or whatever your, your, your sample is. Um, but anyways, I've been doing that work for a while. And in the past year, um, I actually worked at a cannabis farm for a while and here in Washington state. And since I worked there, I was at a hydroponic indoor gardening uh, farm and I basically had to learn a lot about how plants take up nutrients and a lot of what Evan Folds is talking about in his talks. And I really followed Evan a lot on his work and learning about how to concentrate some of the nutrients and make them alive so that you can deliver them right to your plants, ready to go right through a liquid nutrient solution. Um, he helped me uh, and guide, guided me to some of the things that I've like learned from since then. And, and one of those things happens to be uh, probiotic farming. And within that you have uh, Korean natural farming, which um, I'm not, I haven't been practicing it for a whole long time, so I don't know a ton about it, but I've been practicing it long enough to, to use a few of the tools that they have and, and, practice and experience with those and learn that they're they're very very high quality and as long as you're making them that way and uh, they can be tools that can very beneficially increase your your soil health and your health of your farm um, so and then that tells or takes me to this summer I'll be actually taking my level two certification in Korean natural farming. So I'll, I'll learn a lot more then, and I'll be able to tell you guys a lot more about that. But basically, um, Korean natural farming, part of that is making different kind of nutrient solutions and different kind of ferments that allow you to um, utilize maybe wasted energy that would have been, you know, plant material that would have been just decomposed or oxidized and you can utilize that and try to extract out as much energy and as much of the other things that the plant has to offer. And so a couple of these uh, solutions that you can make, they go by like three letter acronyms for all of them. But one of them, the one that I posted online is called an FPJ, which is fermented plant juice. Basically it's 50% um, plant part and 50% um, brown sugar and it's mixed together in a certain way and then stuffed in a jar just like you would kimchi or anything else like that and a paper towel is covered over the top and you place this in a dark location at around 70 degrees for approximately seven days. And after that time period, you then extract out the liquid 
that has been created in there. Um, that's kind of a fast, quick statement there. If you want to find out more about the Korean natural farming, especially the plant, the fermented plant juices, please check out Chris Chump's, Chris Trump's YouTube channel. Um, and he has a huge amount of information out there on, on Korean natural farming and has a lot more experience than I do. So I would highly recommend that, um, that you go check those out. But basically, um, that's one of the solutions that you can make. Another one is called fermented fruit juice. There's another one called um, oriental herb uh, nutrient. I think that's what it is, OHN. And then um, there's also labs, which is lactobacillus solution. And there's a couple other ones, but they're all probiotic fermented products that you can use basically on the soil and the plants that then help um, the plants learn all sorts of things from, from, the, from the solution. Um, they get nutrients, they get uh, growth regulators, they get hormones that are delivered from there. There's all sorts of things that are actually obtained in those solutions that the plants need and need over time. And while we, if you're supplying those in a pretty continuous basis to the plants, um, then you can go ahead and almost kind of dictate what state the plants are in. Yeah. And so you can kind of like keep, you can kind of forced flowering or force fruiting if you want something like that. And you can kind of like help um, put the, the, the energies into the right part of the plant as it's developing through, through the stages. So they're, they're excellent tools to be used for both plants and soil. Um, yeah, and so that's, that's the, the main thing about Korean natural farming is it's a bunch of different practices that basically are just trying to help you build soil health and regenerate land quickly and be able to use uh, low amounts of input and money to then have your make your fertilizers and your other things that the plants then need. Um, and so I made a fermented plant juice out of peony flowers, and that's what I posted online on the Farmer Yard page a few days ago, actually on Friday, uh, June 20, let's see here. posted it on June 22nd. And so quickly, right away, already I had a, probably on the first day, I probably had a, about 30 or 40 comments on the couple different posts that I post or where I posted it. So um, yeah, it got a lot of interest and had a lot of cool stuff in it. And basically I wanna kind of read what it said. So um, the, the posts that I put on there are of the plant juices themselves. One in the beginning stage of where I first just kind of bottled them up in the container at, at the start of their ferment. And then I also have a picture of 
the finished product, which is just the liquid um, extract that's been, uh, all the flower parts or all the plant parts have been taken out and you just have the liquid that's left over. And then the other pictures are all of chromatograms, which are those images, that I, the picture forming images that I use that I created with the solution. And basically, um, basically the chromatograms that I posted are the very first stages of them developing. And so over the next few days, it's already been for a few days now, but um, over the next several days, they'll continue to process to develop uh, those images on there. And then after about seven to 10 days, I'll be able to read them and, and get a reading from them and be able to tell some information about, about what that juice contained inside of it. Um, basically the fermented plant juice I made was peony flowers, half peony flowers by weight mixed with uh, equal parts brown sugar. Um, just like K and H brown sugar, it's not organic or anything. It doesn't have to be. The brown sugar is actually just there to create, um, once you pack it in there and you actually have all that substance in there with the brown sugar, it creates almost like a, a vacuum in there and it keeps, it keeps the like air and the, the moisture level at a certain, um, at a certain point for those seven days that it's fermenting. So that way there's not a whole lot of exchange or anything going on. Um, when it is done fermenting, the, the juice that you have is very sweet still. Um, it has a little bit of an alcohol tin or flavor to it, but not, it has like less than 1% alcohol. It didn't actually ferment like wine or anything else is. It actually just, partially fermented and actually just just tried to keep most of the active stuff alive without killing anything off. Um, so um, basically it caught the brown sugar causes osmosis pressure which causes the extraction of the juices out of the plant parts and from what I understand is that those that what's being extracted is plant blood and chlorophyll from from the plants. Um, whatever is in that leaf or in that flower petal or whatever is in there, it's just kind of extracting out all the liquid and whatever the liquid contains. Um, it contains a ton of photonutrients or phytonutrients, uh, growth regulators, hormones and a ton of enzymes, active enzymes. They're super, super good for growing and all your plants need all those different things throughout the growing season. So they can help in many different ways in, in, in my experience and, and they're, they're very, very active. They're very biologically active from what I can understand. Um, yeah, and so basically, that's what I created is those fermented plant juices. And now I use that in small, small quantities. I use like a few milliliters per, or even a partial 
milliliter to gallon of water and dilute it down and I'll make a mixture and use a, a, a backpack sprayer and spray it out on all my plants. And you can see almost, I usually do this in the evening time, but you can see almost an, an instant response from the plants after you spray it on. Um, they love it. Uh, that's all I can say. They, they just love it. And you can see the, the instant reaction from them in the growth and the, in the production that they're putting on in, instantly after. So um, I've been very drawn to this as well as compost teas and other things. And this just happens to be an anaerobic um, tea that you're making. And so even that, that fermented plant juice is went under anaerobic stages. And so it's going to contain a whole different set of microbes than if you're making some kind of aerobic tea and adding water or something like that and bubbling it and brewing it for a certain amount of time. And so this tea, I'm just adding uh, straight the fermented plant juice to water and I'm stirring it a little bit, a little bit like we do our biodynamic preparations where you stir it one way clockwise and then you reverse that motion and go counterclockwise. Um, that way you're creating a vortex and, and chaos, almost like a river. Uh, look at Evan's videos. He has a ton on, on water and, and learning about why the vortex is important. But you're just mixing it for a short amount of time and then spraying it out. I do it for like maybe five minutes or so. It's just to get a good active mixture going in between that fermented plant juices and the water. Um, yeah, and, and basically, I think that's kind of all I had for you today, but I would love to continue talking more about Korean natural farming, as, especially as my knowledge increases and I get a lot more knowledge here in the future. And I also would love to come back and talk more about chromatograms and some of my work that I've been doing. Um, I, I've been doing a lot of work with the Biodynamic Association and we have a group within that called the, the uh, prep evaluation group where we're actually looking at, at different tools for evaluating compost soils and, and food stuff so that we can use those tools to actively make research and then hopefully make people uh, enlightened to, to certain decisions that they should be making in their agricultural practices and their farming and gardening practices. So it's just a little bit about my work and what I've been doing. And thank you so much for having me out today. And I, I love doing this work. And I'm gonna continue doing composting, making fermented plant juices um, and teaching. And so one more thing I'd like to mention is I'm gonna be doing uh, some courses and doing a lot more work on this. You can follow me. I have a website. It's uh, soilchromatograms.com. We'll post the link below, but if you don't have access to that, it's S-O-I-L-C-H-R-O-M-A-T-O-G-R-A-M-S, chromatograms.com. That's my website. Um, I haven't published much research on there yet. A lot of the work that's on there is from my friend Ken Avery, 
but go ahead and check it out. It's awesome work. It, it, it's kind of what we both have been working on over the last few years. Um, and, and if you want to check out more uh, and you want to get more hands-on and learn more how-to, I'm going to hopefully be coming out with some more courses here in the future, not only on chromatograms, but maybe on Korean natural farming and some other things and some other permaculture practices and biodynamic practices. And I'll be probably hosting most of those and posting most of those on a website called The Prepared Homestead. Um, it's a f some friends of mine here in town, and we've been working together for a while on doing permaculture classes and stuff. And so this is just a continuation of that and how do we get into the 21st century and deliver our information and kind of our message out there to the public the best way that we can. And we found that videos are a way to really hit home and let people do it on their own time in their own comfortable place. And it makes them happy and people can be successful at it. So uh, yeah, so check out that website. It's the preparedhomestead.com. And I think that's all I have for you. If you guys have any questions, go ahead and uh, send them off to Linda, and I'm sure she can forward them to me, and I can try to get back to you and, and contact you guys about, about any information. Um, yeah, and you can also contact me through the website. So do that, uh, soilchromatograms.com. Okay, thanks for having me here, Linda. Thanks for having me, Farmer Yard. See you guys later. Bye. Well, I hope you learned an awful lot because I know that I did. And I am going to start professing using the method of soil chromatograms. Soil chromatograms. Thank you so much, Ryan Herring, for doing this recording for us. I wanted it to be very clear and uh, not sound like he was in a fishbowl. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Our special thanks goes out to our our Patreon supporters. What would we do without you? And please be sure to go over to our mighty networks. Yes, indeed. This is where you're going to get a full news feed of information like Brian just gave to you. You know, all we want to do is grow healthy people. Well, I'll catch you on the flip side, my friends. And until then, go farm that yard. This podcast is community supported. We thank everyone for tuning in. And a special thank you goes out to all our Patreon supporters. If you enjoy our content, please subscribe and share. You can help support us through Farm Yard, all one word, on patreon.com.